Welcome to the Commission Queen podcast. Commission Queen is for women real estate agents that are craving success and want to do things differently. We talk all things manifesting, money, and of course, real estate. I'm your host, Becca Marie, and just like you, I'm a real estate agent. I went from struggling to get clients to making over six figures consistently while working 15 hours or less each week. And now I coach women like you on how to do the same. Listen for real life examples and tips in every episode on how to massively increase your income and find your freedom with ease. You're here because you're ready to change your life, your business, and your financial status. So let's do it. Hello, hello, queens. Welcome back to another episode of Manifesting in Real Estate, the podcast. I am going to bring up a little bit of a controversial topic. (laughs) Actually, the topic's not controversial, but my Um, thoughts on it are definitely in the real estate industry. So let's talk follow-up. If you should follow up, when to follow up, how to follow up, what does that look like, especially from a manifesting perspective? We talk a lot about ease and flow and attracting clients, having clients come to you ready to work with you, ready to pay you, and having that just be really easy. So there's not a lot of follow-up talk. So that's why I really want to talk about this because there are times that you're going to have to follow up and there's also times that I don't recommend follow-up. Now, if you have followed a lot of coaches or you know, you have been to any um, team meetings or anything else in like the mass real estate world, you know how hard follow-up is pushed. Like absolutely be reaching out to them multiple times per day when you first get a lead, if they're like a cold lead that comes in or having that follow-up system where you're following up multiple times per day until they answer or once you meet them at an open house. A lot of people know about the eight by eight, you know, reaching out to them so many times, reaching out to them eight to 12 times in the first week. There's a lot of numbers being thrown around. And my main thought on that is that's too much. Like it's a little bit too excessive. And you know that intuitively. I mean, most people have that idea of like, I don't want to bug people. And while we want to have a really good perspective on what we do and when we do follow up how we're creating more of a relationship with these people so when is it right to follow up when is it too much when is it too little let's get into it first things first we want to expect that clients are going to come to us or leads or whatever you want to call them first ready to work with us we want to make that our standard and not that we must have follow-up as a standard. Yes, we'll talk about when to follow up and all of those things, but first make it that standard of it's easy to receive and accept clients that are ready and willing to work with me. It absolutely does get to be that easy. So make that your standard first. Now, there are times that you know maybe the person isn't ready to buy or sell yet or you know we meet them very early on in their journey or they reach out and they're not really sure what they're wanting then there's going to be follow-up in play some examples of when you would want to follow up if you're to follow up it would be 
if you meet somebody and you feel like you really click with them, absolutely follow up with them. If you connect with a lead over the phone or email or text a couple of times and you haven't heard back from them, follow up. If you provided some sort of information to a, let's say, potential listing or potential buyer, follow up. In all of these scenarios, you can see that it makes sense to follow up with these people, right? And it feels easy, it feels light, and it's just intuitively you know this is a good time to follow up. And this is where if you're having trouble and thinking that you're bothering people at this stage, this is where you want to shift your perspective and shift your belief around follow-up if there's any type of resistance in follow-up in that way. Because if you're already having an open conversation with somebody and if they have already stated that they were interested in buying or selling and you've already given them information, all of those things says, yes, follow-up. If it were you, think about it if it were you, when would you appreciate if someone followed up with you? And how would you like them to follow up? Think about any type of professional. I know that, say, I'm buying a car and I just go and look and think about it. And then they come and tell me that that same car that I was looking at is now on sale or something. That's exciting. I would want to know about that and I would appreciate that because I already had that information if they were calling me every single day just to see if I'm ready to buy a car yet, I would not appreciate that. Like, yes, if you are getting calls every single day, sure, you might be more likely to answer them and respond to them, but most likely I'm going to say, okay, please stop calling me. It actually turns me off when somebody is following up so incessantly. Now, there are some people that are like, hey, way to go that you've been following up with me for that long. And you can decide on whether or not you like those types of clients that say, yeah, I was a hard sell and you sold me type of thing. But for me, I'd much rather work with somebody that is super communicative, like they answer the phone, they answer my texts, and they're really kind. So they are going to answer me if I respond to them when they're just a lead and they're not a client yet. It shows me how they're going to be as a client. During this time period when they are not yet a client, it's not just you trying hard to be their realtor. I'm also seeing how they are responding and using that knowledge to say whether or not I want to take them on as a client or not. Here's a few scenarios that I would say don't follow up or at least for me, this is when I do not follow up. If you meet them or if you talk to them or have any type of interaction with them and you didn't feel it vibing like if you feel like they are rude or you feel like they're super indecisive or super demanding if there are any client red flags I do not follow up even if they say yep I'm ready to sell I'm ready to buy and you think okay this is going to be easy they're motivated they're ready to go and so then I'm going to follow up and work with them this is how we get stuck in the burnout. This is how we get stuck in wondering why we have such horrible clients. It's because we're following up and giving our energy to these people that are not ideal clients. So if there's even if the people are so direct and saying, yep, we'll work with you, 
I will not follow up. I might refer them to somebody that I think would be a better fit, but I'm not going to go out of my way to follow up and get their business. I know my energy is better spent with more ideal clients that are going to continue to bring me in those ideal clients. The next scenario where I do not follow up is when people say, no, thank you, I'm not interested or anything like that. A lot of people in the real estate industry teach that even if they say no, that you still keep reaching out to them and still follow up. And I totally am not in that camp. Like, no, no, no. If someone says no, I am going to listen to that. Same, you know, I always think about if I were in their shoes, what would I want? If somebody's reaching out to me all the time and I'm saying no, thank you, I do not want them to continue to follow up because that's just going to make me a little bit aggravated and I'm so not into that kind of like icky, desperate, urgent vibe. It's it's not my thing. <laughs> okay, next scenario where I wouldn't follow up is if they aren't answering my texts, my emails, my calls after... I would say maybe a week, even like after right away, if I can tell, okay, they are super ignoring me, I am not going to follow up. I may put them on some sort of auto follow-up, like some sort of systematized thing that's happening automatically. Like if you have um, a text responder that you can put on auto text, or if you have an ISA, an inside sales agent that is doing your follow-up, you know, I may give them to them. Or if you have the ability to do a drip campaign, which I'm sure most everyone has as part of their CRM, where you can add drip campaigns. But if they are not answering any calls, texts, or emails throughout a few days or weeks, depending on how long I've been following up or like how often I've been following up with them, I'm not going to continue to waste my time and spend my energy on doing that on a daily or even weekly basis because I want to talk to the people that want to talk to me. Basically, if you could just look inward and ask yourself, what is this going to make me feel? Like, how is this going to add or take away from my energy? By doing this, am I in the energy of lack of I must get a client and like, please God, let them answer? Or is it from a place of abundance and of value and saying, I am going to reach out to these people because I know that they are really busy and I want to help them and I'm giving them something of value and I want to create a relationship with them to further that relationship to leading to hopefully being a client. The two energies are very different and I truly believe that they lead to different results. Think about times where you have just followed up and followed up and followed up doing all the things that you're told to do that you think are the right things and either you're ending up with no results, no clients, or you're ending up with these clients that you're like, how did I get these clients that are so difficult to work with? It's also about the different energy in trusting your clients or trusting those leads to make the right decisions to work with you, to reach out to you if they are interested, to really be the ideal clients saying 
they know when they're ready for you. I have had so many scenarios where I have met somebody at an open house or maybe I talked to a lead online and a year or two went by. Actually, I've had clients that I met four years before at an open house and they remembered how kind I was. They still kept all of my contact info and when they were ready, when they had all the money and all the things in place ready to buy a home, they were already pre-approved, they reached out to me because they remembered me. So it's having the trust in the client. The client does not or the lead does not need you to follow up. You're not going to lose them if you don't follow up. If they are the right client, if they are the ideal client, they will reach out to you. Now, absolutely, if it makes sense, follow up. Take the action. Give them valuable content or whatever you're giving them when you're reaching out. Make sure that it's a total place of giving them some sort of value. A place of service, a place of creating connection and relationship, like helping them, not a place of desperation or lack or thinking that they won't work with you and that someone else is going to scoop them up, okay? it Sometimes it happens, but I believe that my clients, my ideal clients will find me. They will reach out to me and it only makes it better if I am reaching out and they are so grateful for the value that I'm giving them. So how do you follow up then? If you're getting a cold lead coming in, whether it be over the phone or online or in person, reach out to them once to, I would say, three times after that, maybe multiple avenues, you know, by texting them and calling them emailing them, and do this over a week time span. If it's a cold lead that is coming from, like if you get a lead source that's totally online, so it's super cold, then you can reach out, you know, three times in 24 hours. Other than that, I would say do the three reach out within a week time span. And if they're not responding at all, then the next week, try another three times and if there's no response from there that's it like I either drop them or I'm putting them on something that's really automated so I'm not having to be in the energy of constantly hoping that they respond to me whenever you're doing this follow-up don't just have it be questions about are they ready to buy or sell have it be something of value. Maybe you see a listing that's something similar that you think they would be interested in. Maybe it's a listing that is similar to their house that just went on the market or just sold. Giving them some sort of value is so much better than just constantly asking them a question. Give them something to talk about and something for them to ask you a question about and show your expertise as a real estate agent and not just a person that's trying to get their business. If you're doing all of this type of follow-up and you're still not getting that response, my last follow-up piece that I use is usually just a quick text that says, hey, just wanted to check, are you still blank, whatever it is that, you know, buying or selling, investing, whatever, and see if they respond. 
If they don't, I put them on that auto drip campaign. If they do, awesome. We just started a conversation and see how it goes from there. Or they might let you know, I'm not ready right now, but in six months from now, I think I will be ready. Then you can put them on a follow-up schedule. So put a schedule for you. You can put it in your phone, or if you have a fancy CRM, it will have the ability to remind you of when to follow up to them. And then you can reach out and say, hey, you know, back in blah, 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 we talked about um, that you weren't ready to buy yet and just wanted to check in to see if I can help. Or again, send a listing that you think they might be interested in. When they tell me I think it's going to be six months out, I will usually reach out a month and a half or so early just in case they are ready. And if you do plan to put them on a schedule for following up, when they're telling you I'll be ready in six months, then ask them, hey, is it cool if I follow up with you then? So they have already agreed to that follow-up so that when it happens, they're not surprised and they're ready for your call. Always think of this as a mutual thing, like a mutual relationship. It's not just you trying to go after them, trying to get this client. Have that mutual relationship moving forward. That's what you want in a client. And I really think that sets apart the lead from the client. If you're just treating them like a lead, they think they're going to be a lead for a long time. And if they do become a client, it's going to become a difficult client. If you treat them like a friend and a client right away from the start, you're creating that relationship up front. Last thing I want to address is if you're getting leads from an online source, like you're paying for leads or however that works, and they come to you, there's going to be other agents that are reaching out to them very often, and maybe they're doing the request for multiple different homes, so multiple different agents will get them, and I have done that. I have bought leads in the past. This was years and years ago since I've bought leads, but when I did that, I had a great success. Like I actually had a pretty good ROI with buying leads, and that's because I came at it with total service. Like I was honest with them about the house. I wasn't just trying to get them an appointment and I would set the appointment right away if it made sense, but also I would give them the information where a lot of agents are just kind of gatekeeping any type of information and just saying, you know, hey, let's set up an appointment. First thing I would do is ask them as much about them and their situation as possible. Get a lot of information where you feel like they're kind of telling you their life story and find out how you really can help. I mean, really figure out what would be helpful for them. For the leads that I was getting at the time, a lot of them were first-time homebuyers. And what really would help a lot of first-time homebuyers and made them excited was the idea of down payment assistance. So, For me, like I would mention, hey, have you heard of down payment assistance? Most people had not. And so then I would say, would you like me to get you connected with a lender that I trust that does down payment assistance? And that way I was able to connect them with my preferred lender that I knew did really good work. And a lot of times they didn't even use down payment assistance, but it was something that they were interested in and that was something different than just, hey, let's get an appointment sign the contract, 
kind of deal. Like I'm really trying to figure out what's the best way that I can serve this client. And that alone will get you so many clients. Just come at it from a total service perspective. And yeah, a lot of leads will end up ghosting you, but that's why don't spend your energy on continuing to follow up with them. You know, don't have this daily set time for follow-up. You can if you want, if that's your thing. But for me, I hated that. I hated follow-up hour because it just kept feeling like, okay, nobody's answering. And that follow-up time period should be a really powerful time. So you want to have those people that are having the conversations with you, that are already excited to work with you, and maybe it's just not the time, whatever it is, you're having that follow-up time be really empowering, and it's not just following up with dead-end leads. You can put the dead-end leads to an ISA or that drip campaign and trust that if they are for you, if they are an ideal client, they will reach out to you. You don't have to follow up if you don't want to. You're not a bad agent if you're not following up. If it makes sense to follow up, absolutely follow up. If you're feeling any type of resistance around certain people to follow up with, then let it go. Don't worry. We want this all to be about creating that energy of trust in the client and trust in yourself, trust in the energy that attracts those clients to you. Tag me at Commission Queen on Instagram and let me know where you're listening from. Gratitude and abundance, queens. Thank you so much for joining me today. If you loved this episode, hit the subscribe button and share a review. I so appreciate every one of you. If you're not already following me on social media, you can find me at Commission Queen and go to commissionqueen.com to browse products and get more free content.